Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Taylor Strano. And I'm Elfie Scott. Elfie Scott, executive editor extraordinaire at Mamma Mia. Thank you for joining (laughs) us on The Spill. Thank you so much for having me. I always love stepping in. Love having you here. As you can tell, your regular Spill hosts, Laura and Charlie, both off on special assignment this week. They've handed the reins over, given us free reign. Which is a mistake, let's be honest. Which is a mistake. I'm sure there'll be reports and we'll be dragged into HR on Monday, but that's all right. <laughs> Until then, though, yes, Elfie and I are with you for the next couple of days here on The Spill and lots and lots to get through today. But first, Elfie, what is the furthest you're willing to travel to see your favourite artist? Oh, okay. So... I I can actually answer this because I recently went on a holiday to Japan, but at the same time, Paul McCartney was doing his tour in Australia and I was very seriously considering flying from Japan back to Australia to watch Paul McCartney. No, you were not. <laughs> I was. I love him so much, okay. but I did not do it in the end. I can't say that I feel this way about Coldplay, but I do know. <laughs> Who does? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently quite a few people. I know that they've just recently played that Australian show in Perth. I was living in Western Australia when that was announced and the hate that came from the East Coast of them not having any East Coast dates was very real. It was felt in WA. What I have to say about that, though, is they finished the WA tour and immediately announced East Coast show dates. It's a very strange way to organise a tour. Like, why did that even happen? Do you know? I have no idea. I feel like it's something to do with the WA government paying a little bit of extra cash to maybe secure those shows. Oh, I see. But I feel, A, for the people who spent so much money to go over to Perth to see those shows, and now the people who are probably going to get to see them for a second time. Yeah, that's wild. Also, Coldplay have not released new music. I mean, are they on a new album tour? It's the Music of Spheres world tour. I don't know if that means it's new music. i got to say, as somebody who loves music and has worked in it, I haven't kept tabs on Coldplay the last (laughs) couple of years. We're not experts. No. What they have done, though, which is really nice, is people who bought tickets to the show and then their flights were cancelled or delayed, they've got free tickets to the shows at the end of next year in October and November. So that's nice. That is nice. It's a little concession, even though you had to fly across the country. Yeah. You got to Perth, didn't get to see Coldplay, and then I imagine the assumption from a lot of people on the East Coast is like, what do you actually do in Perth? 
<laughs> it's a good question. To which as well. I say, there are things going on there. <laughs> are there though? Just not Coldplay. Nevertheless, we must move on uh, because today it's not exactly a happy episode of the spill, but it is the news that we are all talking about. Brad Pitt, and more specifically, Brad Pitt's relationship with his children is back in the news this week. It's safe to say that our once beloved original himbo of Hollywood is not winning Father of the Year anytime soon. So we'll get you up to date on the latest from his kids. There's been more news that's come out. Plus, we have to ask what this effect will have on his career. So here it is, the entertainment news story we need to talk about today. Just a content warning before we dive into this topic. Today we are discussing domestic and family violence. If you or anybody you know need to speak to somebody, please call 1-800-RESPECT. That's 1-800-737-732. That's the National Domestic Family and Sexual Violence Counselling Information and Support Service. And please call 000 in an emergency. So, Elfie, I can't say truthfully that I've been keeping tabs on Brad Pitt, the same way that I've not been keeping tabs on Coldplay, but he is all up in my newsfeed this week. I'm sure you've stumbled across him in yours too. Yeah, absolutely. He is making a lot of headlines and for reasons that Brad Pitt doesn't generally make headlines, I guess it'd be fair to say. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair to say. So basically the latest update on these Brad Pitt headlines is that one of his children, Zahara Jolie Pitt, or at least we thought it was Jolie Pitt, recently joined a sorority at Spelman College in Atlanta. We don't have time to deconstruct the Greek system today, Elfie, but just know she's joined the Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority, if that means anything to you. Of course it does not. Neither does any sorority in the world. Basically, a video has emerged of her joining the sorority. They do, I don't know, an initiation or whatever they do there. And in the recorded clip, she introduces herself but has omitted her famous dad's last name. She says, my name is Sahara Marley Jolie. She shouts that as she's doing like a performance and she says she's coming all the way from the Golden State, Los Angeles, California. And that was enough for people to take and run to the news outlets because she very clearly there has left off Jolie Pitt, which is what all of Brad and Angelina Jolie's children have used as their surnames. Mm, Absolutely. And I think that what has happened as a result of that is that all of this older news about the kids' reactions to Brad Pitt in the public eye have been dredged up. So specifically, we are talking about an Instagram post that was posted by a then 16-year-old Pax Jolie Pitt from his private account on Father's Day in 2020 about his dad. And people are collating this information to kind of, I guess, paint a picture of what Brad Pitt's children actually think of him because we're getting this kind of growing body of evidence around it. Taylor, do you want to walk us through what that Instagram post actually said? Yeah, it's quite visceral. So like you said, Father's Day 2020, he's popped a picture up on his profile of his dad accepting his Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And across the top of that picture, he's laid some text, which is quite visceral. It says, happy Father's Day to this world-class a-hole You time and time again prove yourself to be a terrible and despicable person. He goes on and talks about referencing the youngest of the Jolie Pitt children and says that they tremble in fear in his presence, that he made those lives closest to him a constant hell. 
and that he tells himself whatever he wants, but the truth will come to light someday. So happy Father's Day, you effing awful human being. Very strong words. Very, very strong words. So that was from three years ago, but given the recent video of Zahara dropping the pit name, this is resurfaced. And like you said, people are starting to piece together this idea of what Brad Pitt as a dad is like behind the scenes. Yeah, and I mean, this comes off the back of allegations that were made by Angelina Jolie a few years ago. So if you need a refresher on that story, basically Brad Pitt and Angelina share six kids and during the divorce there were court filings of allegations made by Angelina Jolie about abusive behaviour that was perpetrated by Brad Pitt. Now, this hasn't actually gone through the courts themselves. He hasn't faced any criminal charges. But what we do understand is that there have been incidences of Brad Pitt physically abusing Angelina Jolie. There are allegations of him pouring beer and wine on his children, specifically during an incident in 2016 on a private jet. And it has raised questions, I guess, about Brad Pitt's character behind the scenes. Yeah, so it's no secret that once Angelina Jolie filed for divorce in 2016, there's been this really long, ongoing and very ugly separation between the two of them. She sort of has fought for full custody. There were stories that popped up years after 2016 where Brad Pitt was allowed to have more time with his children. The incident on the private jet that you're talking about, yes, happened in 2016. We didn't find out about it till many years later when the FBI launched an investigation in 2022, which, like, the FBI getting involved in your family dispute, especially one that is of an alleged physical nature, that's pretty huge. But like you said, no charges of child abuse were found or brought against Brad Pitt at the time. So everything is sort of skimming under the surface. It's all alleged. There's nothing that's been formally happened or charged except for what the children who have gone public, their first-hand accounts. So a couple of other quick things to note that there's been so many photos of the family as a united front prior to Brad and Angelina divorcing. There's all those like really famous red carpet photos where they've got all their beautiful children lined up. Since 2016, though, there has been no photos of Brad Pitt and any of his children, which begs the question of, well, how much time are they actually spending with their dad? And I'm not saying that, like, you know, you would go out and parade your kids just to get a picture to prove that you're with them. But it is interesting because we have seen Angelina with the children. Uh, There's a really great article that goes into way more of the allegations and a bit of the timeline and history between Brad and his kids. Our senior entertainment producer Tara Watson wrote a beautiful article about it. We'll pop it in the show notes below for you. Okay, now that we're all up to date and on the same page about these allegations, I think that it's worth kind of analysing where we go from here with the Brad Pitt story and whether or not any of this will actually affect his career. So, Elfie, I think the question that we now need to ask ourselves is what happens from here? All of this is out in the world now. I know at the Mamma Mia website, people are constantly clicking back and referring to this story, those resurfaced Instagram posts and the video of the daughter. But what does it actually mean for Brad Pitt in the aftermath of this? Yeah, I think it's a really good question. And it's an important question for us to wrestle with as an audience who may or may not be watching his movies still. So when the allegations of the incident that occurred apparently on the private plane in 2016 emerged late last year, 
Brad was around the same time promoting the movie Bullet Train. And there was this really interesting media kind of onslaught about it where there were the allegations coming out in the newspaper. But at the same time, there was this very distracting thing that happened where Brad Pitt wore a skirt to the premiere of Bullet Train. And suddenly that dominated the headlines. Brad Pitt rocks a skirt to the Berlin premiere of Bullet Train. Why? Well, fashion, of course. So there was a lot of speculation that he had done that purposefully to try and draw heat away from that story. I don't know if you remember this. I remember at the time when this happened, it was all over the news. Everybody was praising him for it. And there was a lot of commentary around this wave of men dressing femininely in Hollywood. Knowing what we know now, like, yeah, it probably was a distraction tactic. Yeah. And I mean, look, he did look great. It was a great brown linen skirt, but it just seemed to dominate that story in a way that was kind of uncomfortable. And in terms of the way that this will actually affect his career, there's a strong likelihood that it just won't. So if we look at what has happened in Pitt's career over the past year or so since these allegations first really came to light. We've seen the release of both Babylon and Bullet Train, two massive Hollywood movies. He also has a George Clooney-style DeLonghi ad campaign that's been running for a long time. So truly, I think that it goes to show that the dialogue around whether or not Brad Pitt should be quote-unquote cancelled hasn't really hit the mainstream yet. And there's a very interesting article that was written by our entertainment reporter, Chelsea McLaughlin, a couple of years ago, and she spoke about the untouchability of Brad Pitt, how he just has this aura around him as like a golden boy of Hollywood. And equally, Angelina Jolie kind of has a stench around her because people criticised her after the Jennifer Aniston divorce for being the other woman, a kind of vindictive Mm. figure who broke their marriage apart. So I think that there is a strong inclination to protect Brad Pitt despite a lot of evidence that his character may be a bit more spurious than we're willing to admit. It's so interesting. The Jennifer Aniston controversy happened so long ago now. It was 2005. And I'd like to think that people have learned their lessons and have moved on. And I think people now in Hollywood maybe approach Angelina Jolie with a little bit more reverence. I think she's a really respected member of that community and that union and and that place. I find Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt to be operating on these weird planes where they both have, like you said, that aura around them. And I don't know how we crack one without cracking the other because with Brad Pitt, it feels like it has to be a pick a side kind Mm. of thing. And I'm not saying like we should have total domination of one person over the other. But if we're saying that Brad Pitt is so untouchable because he's so well respected and liked in Hollywood... Would we not say that about Angelina Jolie as well? And if that's the case, should we not also protect her at all costs and her children at all costs if the allegations and what we've seen from the children is true? Well, I think it also just goes to show that there is such like deeply ingrained sexism in our response to these kind of stories still. And the fact that the allegations could have come to light and we wouldn't have taken them as seriously perhaps as they should have been taken is just further evidence of that. And I think that you're absolutely right. Like Angelina Jolie is a revered icon and she should be protected in this story and she should be believed. 
And like she was previously as well, I know that she is one of the many, many women in Hollywood that had spoken up about Harvey Weinstein during those first days of the Me Too movement. Yeah, absolutely. And actually a big point of contention between Pitt and Jolie was the fact that Jolie went on to warn other actors to not work with Weinstein, to come forward about the attempted sexual assaults that she described. And then Pitt went on to work with Weinstein years later in the Inglorious Bastards production, which she was incredibly disappointed and felt a bit betrayed by, I think. Which I think is completely fair to say. Yeah. So where does this leave us now? I don't know that people will start boycotting Brad Pitt films and his next releases. Weirdly, he's been attached to be one of the producers for the Bob Marley One Love musical drama that's coming out in 2024. Bizarre. Didn't know that reggae had a place in his heart. He's also attached to produce Beetlejuice 2. Oh, damn it. And you I love, love Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I love Beetlejuice. How dare he? <laughs> Take something that is so sacred from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I just think that it is important that we start to open up this conversation because too many times we've seen these figures in Hollywood, particularly men, just walk away unscathed from these kind of controversies and it just feels so unfair. And just finally, something to note is that the children that we've talked about in the story today, the ones that are making all the headlines, both Pax and Zahara, are of age. Zahara is 18 years old. Pax is roughly around the same age, but they do have quite a few children still that are children. I think of their twins, Knox and Vivian, who are 15 years old. So just something to keep in mind when we have these conversations, when we talk about them and consume news online, that there are underage children still involved in these stories. Thanks so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Taylor Strano with audio production by Madeline Joannou. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and The Spill Instagram. Bye! Bye!